Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to a special Screen Picks podcast, our first podcast together in quite some time. We are here to talk about the 2024, actually originally the 2023 annual Emmy Awards, the 75th annual Primetime Emmy Awards hosted uh, this, a week from Monday, January the 15th, the same night as the Iowa caucuses, Martin Luther King Day, uh, hosted by Anthony Anderson on Fox. I'm your host, Phil Wallace, for the special podcast. Joining me, we've got a Motley crew here. We've got, in Burbank, California, the great uh, Kit Bowen. Kit, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> Good. I know it's, it's been a while. Um, been I, a I should warn our listeners, we've got a, a seven-week-old seven baby right next to me. Um, we also have joining us uh, in the great state of New Jersey, uh, Adam Sponberg. Adam, how are you doing? I'm great, and I love that uh, Kit Bowen is the great Kit Bowen, and what's great yeah, about I am the, great. the state, the state <laughs> in which I live. But I think we both share that greatness uh, very well together. So thank you, Phil, for having Well, and, and I, I wanted to introduce him last year. We also have, I've always called him our chief award show correspondent, Andrew, Andrew Payne. But this is his first time joining us for an Emmy podcast as an Emmy voter. So welcome, Andrew. Welcome, welcome to our podcast as a voter. Yeah, like a real voter. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am. A, I do have a real Emmy vote in some categories, so I can talk about oh. who I think should win in some, but not in all. I don't vote for the acting category, so we can talk. I can talk as much as I want oh. to about. It. And I believe as we're doing this, the Creative Artists Emmys are going on as we speak. So, uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, weird, uh, weird. The Al Yankovic story just won for best TV movie. So, congratulations to to that film. Um, all right. Well, let's get right to it. We've got a lot of awards to talk about. The Emmys, as I said, are this um, a week from Monday. Uh, sharing a primetime slot with the Iowa caucuses, a big day for Fox. Where I'm sure they'll pull a big number on Fox News and a, maybe a smaller number for the Emmys, but uh, that's the world we live in. So we'll start with Best Drama, and the nominees here are Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. And Kit, I will start with you. A lot, a lot of really good shows here. Um, what do you, what do you make of this category? Um, yeah, it is a good, it is a good uh, lineup here. But I mean, I kind of said it after I watched the the last season's Succession that I just can't see anything beating that, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I I just was so impressed by that last season of of that show, and you know, it kind of was a little hit and miss at times, but certainly ended on a on a huge note. So I feel like. That's that's the one to beat. Although I think The Last of Us has a good shot. Um, you know, I'm not too sure about House of Dragons, really, in the whole scheme of things. Andor was also great. The Crown was great, but Crown's had its moment in the sun, and I'm not sure if that last little season was enough to propel it forward. But, yeah, I, I would say succession, in my opinion. Yeah, and can, I, I can't even think, who's the snub here? I'm looking at the official snub list for categories and, and they have Yellowstone on the list, but Yellowstone's always the snub, so that's not a surprise. And then 
then they kind of dip down into the well and say bad cisterns. I mean, so there's really no snub there. Oh, anything. Like, I'm kind of upset <laughs> by House of the Dragon being nominated because I didn't really care for that show at all. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I can't see but, anything in my head that, that was a snub for this. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I will go to you next, and then, then I want to hear who Andrew voted for. But, uh, Adam, what, what do you make of, of these nominees, and do you have a, a personal favorite here? Yeah, I mean, I think I have to agree with Kit in terms of succession to me feels like a heavy favorite considering the show ended, considering how critically acclaimed it was and the history there. I mean, if there's one show that I think if I tried to make a case, have an outside shot, it would be the White Lotus simply because uh, that show is really so unique and beloved. And, you know, I, it's, I think it, it appeals to an Emmy, maybe not. I, actually, I shouldn't say that because, you know, Andrew might is an Emmy voter. He might not fit the description, but say your average <laughs> Emmy voter, I think as many are the types who could frequent hotels like the White Lotus and find appreciation in that sort of classist, um, international, uh, luxurious type of show. And that would be my dark horse, but I just feel like I'm with Kit that Succession is a heavy favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say that last episode of – last season of Succession was one of the best seasons of any TV show I've ever seen. It was it, – some of the episodes, especially the one in which, um, you know, spoiler alert, the, um, uh, uh, Logan Roy dies, um, it's just – such a spectacular episode. I've never seen anything quite like that. But if I had to tell you what my favorite show was for the year, definitely Andor. Like I loved Andor. It was, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was especially uh, the no way out episode was, that was, that was definitely a memorable one. Uh, But Andrew, um, who who did you vote for? And, um, and who do you think your colleagues will vote for? Well, I, I don't think I'm allowed to tell you who I voted for, as it's a secret ballot. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I, I read through the rules; it didn't say through. anything, but I'm, not, I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna keep that one to myself. Um, okay. But yeah, in terms of what I think is going to win, I, I think Succession will win. It's just it's such a tailor-made show for. Emmy voters, right? I mean, all of them work in the media industry. All of them work within, like, the framework that is, like, presented on this show. It's just, like, it feels like a show that is, like, designed for for people to vote for Emmys. I mean, I agree. The White Lotus, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not one of the Emmy, I'm not in the tier of Emmy voters who can stay at those hotels all the time, but uh, I know what you mean, that there's probably a lot of people who relate to the like sort of existential rich people problems on that show. Um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I agree with Andor too. Like, you know, I mean, we'll talk about when we get to miniseries that Star Wars has had plenty of really bad shows, but Andor was so much different. Like I was very happy to see that it got nominated, um, you know, for them to do something like so subversively political uh, I thought that was a really interesting way to like use the IP and in, in like an elevated way. So it was great to see that show get nominated. Um, but yeah, I think, I think succession has to win. I mean, I'd love to see 
Better Call Saul is never one. Um, yeah. Which I think is is a shame because that's a all time like Hall of Fame level show, and for it to have never won, like I think it'd be great to win in its last season. But it was also Succession's last season, so I think that'll win again. Does anyone else feel the way I do about House of the Dragon not deserving a nomination? Like I thought that show was a major disappointment. I mean, I guess the question is, what would you put in ahead of it? I mean, a Yellowstone. I I mean. It does seem weird that the biggest show on TV doesn't even, when they have eight nominees, that the actual biggest scripted show on television doesn't get nominated. And it's not like it's bad. It's not like it's NCIS. Like, it's like a prestige-level TV show. <laughs> so it, it does seem strange that, that, it, that it's not getting a slot. But, I mean, I'm a, I mean House I, of I Dragon. I mean, Yellowstone. Although House of Dragon was like, highly it, it, rated. I know that, too. I mean, it has great production values. You can't take that away from it. I mean, I think the first season was a little, like, chamber drama-y. Uh, like, there wasn't as much going on as, like, some of the games of Game of Thrones seasons. But, um, yeah. yeah, I guess the question would just be, like, what would you put in ahead of it? Well, well, first of all, I would say, do you need eight nominees? But secondly, <laughs> well, yeah. um, <laughs> that's a good point. I, I'm, I'm also in the camp that says, hey, Shouldn't we, and I'm in the minority here, but the, the quality of the limited series has improved so much, and the definition of what's a limited series versus a regular series, is, is the lines are so blurred now. I mean, The White Lotus used to be a limited series, and now it's not a limited series. And there's only, like, what one main character who, who was in both seasons one and season two. So, um you know, maybe maybe you just get rid of. I, I would actually say get rid of the limited series and just come. You know, call call everything drama or comedy. I mean, we saw Big Little Lies was a limited series, and then it, it you know had a season two, and then uh, Mayor of Easttown was a limited series, but then um, uh, now it's supposed to have a season two. So I, I don't even I don't even know like what's really a limited series anymore. I would just get rid of it and, and combine it all, and maybe you take one of the the limited series nominees like like B for Fleischman is in trouble and, and put it in for best drama. So that, that's the other option. But I don't know if anyone has an opinion on on that take. But no, I I mean I agree with that. It's like it's so hard to like who's to say like what's going to be a um, what's going to be a limited series and what isn't um, like. Is anybody going to be surprised if uh, they do another season of Beef? Like, probably not. Um, I think that they might already be talking about doing another season of Daisy Jones and the Six. I would be surprised if they did another season of Dahmer. I don't know what else they could do with that. But, you know, (laughs) it'll be another, you know, monster, like another anthology thing. So I agree. It's just like if it's a show with episodes, um, why not do that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was originally intended to be a multi-season series and they canceled it after one season. So it became limited, but um, go figure. We can, we can talk about that later. Uh, all right. Let's move on and talk about outstanding comedy series. Uh, the nominees here are Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, Jury Duty, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, Only Murders in the Building, uh, Ted Lasso, 
and Wednesday. Keep in mind, I believe this is for season two, not season three, because we're the Emmys got pushed so far back, it's hard to even remember which, which seasons we're talking about. But um, season two of Only Murders in the Building is what we're talking about here. Um, Adam, I, I will start with you. Uh, I have a personal favorite on, in this group, which isn't even really a comedy. But w- w- what do you make of this, this award? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a pretty strong group of candidates. Um, and, you know, one one show that I was, was thrilled to see there was Jury Duty, just because such an unlikely story, kind of the maybe the Schitt's Creek of this, of our, of this more modern time, a show that kind of starts off in, in real obscurity um, and catches some attention. I mean, I think Ted Lasso is always going to be a leading candidate. I don't think this third final season was its best. I think that the show was a little bit better. Probably the best was the first season. Then slightly, yeah. still loved it, you know, so I'm not going to be upset. I, I, to me, my favorite show on here is, is The Bear. I just have to put my – and I think critically it, it has a great chance to win as well. It's just <clears> such a extraordinarily done show, and, you know, it, it, it subverts your expectations. There were a couple episodes this season, like the Forks episode um, and the one with mm-hmm. uh, the seven fishes. The fishes. That were just – <laughs> were so extraordinary, you know. So the bear would be my pick, but I see. I think Abbott Elementary is, you know, still has its fastball. Was just as good as the first season, maybe better. Um, and even only murders, maybe it started to run a little bit out there. But there, there's a few great candidates in my mind. Yeah, um, Gold Derby has Ted Lasso and the Bears kind of co-favorites, although the Bears slightly ahead. Uh, Ted Lasso did win for each of its first two seasons. Um, but, a- Andrew, I- I'm with Adam. The Bear would be my personal pick here if, if I were a voter, which, which I'm not. Um, but uh, is The Bear even really a comedy? I, uh, it, it's a yeah, half-hour show, roughly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a half-hour show, roughly. I mean, I think – Just because you have a 30-minute show doesn't mean it's a comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to distinguish at this point. I mean, I've, I was actually, uh, yesterday I was watching, um, HBO had a bunch of episodes of The Sopranos on, and I was watching that. Oh, that show is very funny. So like, The Sopranos is just <laughs> yeah. as funny as The Bear. So it's like, yeah. it's almost like how do you really distinguish between genre at that point? I mean, I've always thought it should be like, if it's roughly a half an hour show, it's a, it's a comedy. If it's roughly an hour-long show, it's a drama. And the bear definitely fits that framework. Like, so does Barry. I mean, Barry is funny, but it's very dark comedy. Um, Barry's so, but it still fits that. But then, season one, yeah. But then you look at, like, Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel is an hour long, but obviously it's more of a comedy. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It's like, what is a comedy anymore? Because it's like, Mrs. Maisel is like a drama show that's funny and is about funny people. Like, I think when you think about a comedy, like on TV, you think about Abbott Elementary. You think about a show that's like, this episode has 20 jokes in it, and I know where the jokes are. And that's not really the yeah. case with, like, how a lot of these shows are anymore. Um, I mean, I think it's great to see Jury Duty got nominated. That was such a fun, experimental show, like something, something very different. I will say the one that I really don't like on here, because I think this is for the last season of Ted Lasso, the final season of Ted Lasso 
there's very rare that I actually watch a whole season of something that's that bad. That's probably the worst thing I've ever watched the entire <laughs> season of. Like, I gave up on wow. Dexter when it got really bad and Heroes. Yeah. And, like, all these shows, when they got bad, I give up on them. For some reason, I was like, I have to finish this. That last season of Ted Lasso was so bad, and I don't think it deserves to get nominated. And I know it just got nominated because of its name, and people were just checking it off when they were voting for nominees, but I, I did not. I don't think that show deserved to get nominated for its last season. It was really well, bad. I, I'm looking at the official snubs list. There are three shows on here that were on the official snubs list. This is the Gold Derby snubs list. Uh, Shrinking, which – I was actually very surprised oh, yeah. nominated, even that though I, I actually didn't like it. <laughs> I was one of the only people who didn't oh, like I that. Did. I liked and it. then Poker Face, uh, which a lot of people like that it didn't have a chance to see. And then uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which got nominated last time. Right. Aired. But yeah, Kit, what do you think? Who's who's the favorite here, and and who would you vote for if you were if you were a voter? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I agree with Andrew. I thought that last season of Ted Lasso was pretty uh, pretty weak. <laughs> Turned into some sort of soppy mess thing. I don't know what happened to the sort of quirkiness of it. But um, I, um, you know, I haven't seen the second season of The Bear yet, so I know I'm a little behind on that. Uh, but I, I do feel like it's really not a comedy, from judging from the first season. But, you know, um I, I, if, if it has to has to get somewhere, I'm, I, you know, I guess it, it lands on this list. I have a feeling that it's going to win because I've heard amazing things about the second season. I haven't seen Jury Duty either, uh, although I think I'm going to start watching it because, um, again, I've heard a lot of funny things about it. Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I mean, that was a really nice ending to that show, I thought. Um, again, that was kind of a hit or miss show for me. Barry, too. Barry was very weird. <laughs> it was just so weird, but I still enjoyed it. I love Only Murders in the Building, in the building though, and Wednesday. I think all of those are all strong categories, but I, I feel like the Bears really got sort of the edge on it. Yeah. I feel like if the voting block were all under the age of 23, then Wednesday might win, but right. that's not the case. <laughs> you know, Phil, one, one thing – I want to ask actually the whole group here, and it's interesting because this sort of pits maybe the two favorites, Ted Lasso and the Bear. How is it possible that Sam Richardson won the guest actor comedy over John Burnside? That to me is like one of the most ridiculous uh, outcomes I could think, think of. <laughs> because he wasn't even a great character that he was a guest actor in, in Ted Lasso, and John Burnside was just incredible you know, in that role. Well, first of all, yeah, like, that's... You know, how, how does Pedro Pascal get nominated for S for hosting a Saturday Night Live episode in outstanding guest actor? I don't know, but um, yeah, I, really I, I'm with you there. Night Live. I, I, I guess I just don't consider it a, um, a TV series, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there, Adam. Sam Richardson was kind of a buffoon in uh, in that episode, that, that episode of Ted Lasso, like the two episodes he was in, and then John Bernthal was was great in the in that Fishes episode. It, so I, I, it I don't, just I don't makes know. me wonder if Ted Lasso has an edge, if that's a sign of like yeah, people just loving the show and giving it chalk, you know? Yeah, that was. Actually, keep that, in mind, I mean, sorry, now that you mentioned that, that does of the bear, by the way. 
that, that is being nominated here, not second season. Let's keep that in mind. So the, this, I actually look at this is not the Fishes episode. I'm look as I'm looking at it now. Oh, interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, he was barely. Yeah, he was barely even in the first season. Uh, okay, have quite the, that makes more sense. Quite the so arc. Season one of the bear that we're looking at. Yeah, it's season one, not season two. Which kit you did see, by the way. What's that? You're right. It, Kit, you did see season one. Well, this is season one of The Bear that's nominated, not season two. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Because we're, we're so far behind with the strike, yeah. Right. And it aired, right. The Bear aired okay. in July, I think, right after the cutoff in June. So there you go. Got it. So my mistake there then. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, well, I did, so I did love that first season, that. yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, that does, like what you're saying, Adam, that does scare me that that Ted Lasso might win. Um, I mean, I think that the bear <laughs> is going to win. Like, I think that I too. in terms of, like, in te- like everybody watches that show. Everybody talks about that show. Um, yeah. The, oh, I, yeah, I, I think it's going <laughs> to win. I, I just think it's the one everybody talks about. Well, a- Andrew, when when were you voting on this? You were voting in what, July? Voted for the winners, um, I think it was in September. So that was funny. I I think I told you this before the show. I don't even 100% remember who I voted for in every category because it was so long ago. Um, And I didn't, like, write it down. I wrote down who I voted for for all the nominees for some reason, but I forgot to write down who I voted for for the winners because that was when it looked like the strike might end and it might happen in, like, a couple weeks. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, but that was what was interesting is when the voting was happening, that was when, like, the Bear Season 2 hype was at a fever pitch. And you're right, you yeah. were voting for Season 1, but I think that always has an influence on people's minds when, like, the series itself, especially when the second season was even better than the first season, I, I think that that yeah. would probably influence a lot of people's voting, too. Right. Right. So, so yeah, that, that's an interesting factor. Um, all right. Let's, let's move on and talk about best limited series. The nominees here are Beef from Netflix, Dahmer, Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer Story. There, I have that right. Daisy Jones and the Six, Fleischman is in Trouble, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Andrew, I'll just let you go on a, a, a tangent here. Why is Obi-Wan Kenobi nominated? <laughs> I, I didn't actually see I it. No idea. I was negative. <laughs> it is. It was so bad. I was. I mean, so bad. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get nerdy for a second, okay? Like, I'm so mad that it exists because now within the Star Wars canon, apparently Obi Wan and Darth Vader fought again, just like randomly in between uh, right? Revenge of the Sith and and Star Wars: A New Hope, <laughs> and Princess Leia. Darth Vader saw her again. Like it added so much dumb stuff to the canon that like reduces the impact of the first movie that it made me mad as a Star Wars fan. And then on top of that, it was just a bad show. Um, Yeah. I don't know why it's here. Like, like there were definitely other shows um, that that could have been nominated. I think the rest of the nominees are great. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked all of them. I mean, I watched all of these because I, I felt like I needed to be a good voter, so I've, I've actually watched everything. Um, so, yeah, that that one 
confused me. I, I mean, again, the production values are great. Like, I'll give it that. It looked like every episode looked like a movie, but um, it just, I did not like that show. <laughs> I'm looking at the. So I can't tell you who I voted for, but list. you can be sure I didn't vote for that. The official snubs list is Blackbird, which I heard good things about. A small Light. Oh, yeah. yeah that no was one really saw. Good. Small George Light. And Tammy. And then Love and Death are on the the uh, the snubs list. But then um, the favorite, according to Gold Derby, and, and don't forget about night. Mrs. Davis on Peacock. I have, to, yes. I have to plug Peacock at least twice during this I, podcast. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Actually, Davis also got up. I know someone who did the trailer for that show, and he said it was, oh, good. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, beef, is, beef is a big favorite here. But, uh, Kit, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did not see uh, Daisy Jones. I've heard mixed on that. Um, and I didn't see Fleischman in trouble, but I kind of want to. I agree with Andrew. Obi Wan was just horrible. Just so cheesy. I just I couldn't get over how bad it was. You know, given that it was supposed to be all this sort of, you know, uh, bringing back people and all that kind of thing and all the the excitement over that. But yeah, not not good in my opinion. Um, that beef was fantastic. <laughs> it really kind of stands head and head and heels over the rest of these nominees, in my opinion. Oh. Adam, any thoughts here? No, I think you you all covered it pretty well, um, and I agree. It's curious for Obi Wan to be there, um, but I'm 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 rooting for Beef as well. Je- uh, my wife Jessica was a huge fan uh, of Beef. I think it would be nice nice victory. Deserved. All right. I'm just going to go in the order that these categories are on my screen. So we'll start with um, Best Actor in a Comedy. And the uh, the nominees here, we've got Bill Hader for Barry, Jason Siegel for Shrinking, uh, Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, uh, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, and Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Uh, Kit, I'll start with you again. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you think – You've got some new nominees. Bill Hader has won this once before in season one. Uh, no Steve Martin here, but you have Martin Short. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess Martin Short sort of played a bigger part, but I feel like that, that it's hard to, to uh, single out one person from that because it really is a sort of a trio act, in my opinion, between Steve, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. But um, Jason Sickle was quite good in Shrinking, but, you know, again, that show didn't get nominated, so I think his chances are probably pretty slim. So, and Bill, yeah, Bill has won it. He, did, he turned in another great performance, but he's won it before. And, of course, we've already talked about Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso and how that was kind of a clout fest. But, so, yeah, I mean, clearly, again, Jeremy Allen White seems to be the, the clear favorite. Yeah, Gold Derby has him as a slight favorite, actually, over – over Jason Sudeikis, but um, Adam, what, what do you think here? Um, and any, any snubs on your mind as well? Well, I mean, I think, I think you're always going to have, you know, people are going to be left out, but uh, I don't think it's a, a, a terrible list. Let's put it that way. And, and to your earlier point, who are you kicking out? I mean, I, I, I can't really say anything ter- terrible about any of these five nominees. You know, I, I will say it's, 
it's nice to see that if you're going to pick someone from only murders, I've always felt Martin Short does a little bit more of the heavy lifting. And I think Steve Martin gets in on name sometimes. So in that sense, I'm glad to see he's the one. Uh, but I mean, to me, I'm, I'm, you know, assuming Jeremy Allen White uh, can get out of the refrigerator or the freezer. I think he's going to take this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Although wrong season. I actually thought he was right? better in so season one than season two. Season one, right? So yeah, I think, I think yeah. it sets him up very nicely uh, for this. My my snub list here has Steve Martin for Only Murders in the Building, Donald Glover for Atlanta, and Nicholas Holt for The Great. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll go to you, Andrew. Any, any thoughts here about best actor in a comedy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good list. Um, I agree. It's like the bear season one, like cause season two, they did a little bit more ensemble stuff. Like, you know, they had the episode where the pastry chef went to Amsterdam and obviously they had the episode um, where the guy was the stodge at the restaurant. So it was like a little bit more ensemble. Like season one was more the Jeremy Allen White show. I think that like it, when it comes down to who people are voting for, it's like how much is the bear going to dominate? To me, it feels like it will. Like, I, I think that's the show that everybody talks about. So I think he's going to win. Um, I did not vote in this category, so I could tell you who I would have voted for. I would have voted for Bill Hader. Um, I still think that that's, yeah. that that performance is, like, unreal. And he was, again, great in the last season of Barry. Um, so I would have voted for him. Uh, but I think Jeremy Allen White will win. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. It'll be Jeremy Allen White who wins this. Um, let's move on and talk about Best Actress in a Comedy. And, Adam, we'll start with you, the nominees here. You've got Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who's won before, Keith Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Natasha Lyonne in Poker Face, and uh, Jenna Ortega for Wednesday. Um, Adam, you, you – kind of wide open here, but what do you think? I mean, it's kind of wide open, although I feel like Quinta Brunson, to me, is a little bit of a favorite. I think she's really likable. Her character is great. It seems like, and and maybe I'm editorializing here, but just kind of like with Sudeikis winning for Best Actor with Ted Lasso, sometimes when you're sort of the brains behind the show as well as the lead actor or actress, I feel like that bodes well for you also because you're sort of directing or creating this role for yourself, um, which she does. So, I mean, I, that's where I would lean. I, I'm a little, have, I actually haven't watched dead to me for a while. I kind of forgot about that show. Um, not that I have anything against Christina Applegate's performance. Maybe Jenna Ortega is interesting from a, a younger person's perspective. Um, I would have liked to see maybe Selena Gomez get nominated if I were to pick uh, one snub, um, but I think it's a pretty good list otherwise. My my snubs list we have here: Elle Fanning for The Great, and everyone I know who watches that show loves that show. Um, then uh, Selena Gomez for Only Murders in the Building, as you mentioned, and then Bridget Everett and Somebody Somewhere which is I don't oh. know of a single person who's ever watched that show. So <laughs> I can't say, but uh, 
Andrew, uh, I'll go back to you. What, what, what do you think about best actress in a comedy? I think this is a tough category to, to sort of figure out who's going to win. Obviously, I'm biased uh, working at Peacock that I would have voted for Natasha Lyonne, um, and I hope that she wins. But I kind of think Christina Applegate is going to win because this is the last season of, of Dead to Me, and also – you know, unfortunately, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and she said that she's never going to act in front of the camera again. So this is kind of like her last on-camera performance. Now, the, the issue with that is I don't think that that was widely known when Emmy voting was happening. So maybe it won't factor in as much as I think it will, because um, I don't think I remember hearing about that uh, back when, like, the Emmy ballots were out. But if it did, like, oh, I yeah, mean, it feels won. like she would be a a sentimental favorite um, at that point. But I also think that Jenna Ortega, you know, she's like the next up and coming big star. And like, you remember Zendaya won. It was like a little bit of a surprise a few years ago when she won for Euphoria. Uh, So I could see them going there too. But I mean, I, I I mean, I'm hoping Christina Applegate wins uh, considering like, like all of her health issues and, and everything. Just so you know, Christina Applegate has won one Emmy as an actress. Uh, 2003, Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for Friends. So, who knew? Oh, I don't know if anyone remember that 20 years ago. Um, she she never got an Emmy nomination for Mary Wow. Um, all right. And, Kit, I'll finish, finish it up here. What do you think about Best Comedy Actress? Well, um, actually, I did hear about Christina Applegate's MS diagnosis before the season of Dead to Me aired because they're talking about it and how they sort of filmed around it and, you know, how it was starting to get, she was able to move around, but she wasn't able to move around a whole lot and how she, you know, she had to steroids. Anyway, I mean, they, they kind of did cover it. So I agree with you, Andrew. I think she might be a sentimental favorite. It was a really good last season and it was very sad. And there was, <laughs> I should say again, comedy, it's mostly comedy. I, I give you that, but there was some very sad moments to it. So, um, and she she played she did an she did an amazing job with that. So I, I kind of do hope she wins too. Although again, Andrew, I, I love Poker Face. You know, Natasha was she was fantastic in that. I'm I'm looking forward to season two if there's going to be one. Um, so you know, she she's also one of my faves. So I don't know. I, 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 I never watched Abbott uh, Elementary, so I, I really don't know um, about that. You know, I know, didn't she win last time, Quinta? I she is. Um, I will tell you. I think she won for writing woman. last time. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. The, the last two winners in this have actually been Gene Smart for Hack, um, has won the right. previous two years. So. Right. And then before that, you could go to right. Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my my pick would be Christina, although I I think Natasha did a great job, and also I did love Jenna Ortega on Wednesday, and it was kind of a unique performance that that they might go for just because of the, you know, the momentum of that show, and it just might be the only place that it wins anything. So. Yeah, uh, I would I agree with you guys. I I, I think the smart money has to be on Keita Bronson, but. Uh, I think if you want a dark horse and, and get some good odds, maybe pick Jenna Ortega. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, lead actor in a drama series. The nominees here are Jeff Bridges for The Old Man, 
Uh, Brian Cox for Succession, which I'm going to stop here. Like, he killed him off in the third episode. <laughs> He's not a lead <laughs> actor, but okay. Um, <laughs> Kieran Culkin in, in Succession. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, another nomination for Better Call Saul. Uh, Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us. And uh, Jeremy Strong uh, in Succession as well. Jeremy Strong has won this award before. Um, Bob Odenkirk, uh, no, he's never won. I'm sorry. Um, Jeff Bridges won an Oscar. But, uh, Kit, I'll start with you here. What do you think about Best Actor in a Drama? Um, It's really tough because even though Brian Cox was only in it for three episodes, I, I kind of feel like it's they're giving that nod for his entire <laughs> performance throughout the whole series. Um, you know, I guess it looks like Gold Derby has Karen at the top. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I feel like that's that character. Certainly had an arc in that last season that was pretty, uh, pretty substantial. Um, well, they all did, but Jeremy Strong, I think, was, was stronger uh, previous seasons. Um, I mean, he was great in this last season, too, but I feel like, you know, the season where he's kowtowing to his dad and looking all sad face all the time, I thought that was his best season, in my opinion. And then this season, this last season was Kieran's best season. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not surprised if he wins. And again, I know Andrew and I feel the same way about Better, better Call Saul. I just feel like that poor show it just keeps always getting overshadowed by other shows and, and it never gets the justice it deserves. And Bob was so great as that character. So it's too bad that he can't, you know, can kind of rise above any of these other ones. Um, and Pedro, I love him in The Last of Us, but I don't feel like that was for that show. I think it's going to be one of those shows that's like the next season where it might get, you know, more, more uh, wins. And his performance as well. So I feel like that has potential, but not but not this time yeah. around. Um, last year's winner in this category, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game. How easy we forget. Oh, wow. um, and then the year before that, Josh O'Connor for The Crown. And then you go back to 2020 where uh, Jeremy Strong did win this. I feel like there's been some Jeremy Strong backlash in Hollywood after that, that New Yorker article. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to win or not, but um, uh, I'm going to read the, the snubs list here. Some really good actors. Um, Patty Considine for House of the Dragon, who's probably the only good part of that show, the best part of that show in my view. Um, surprisingly, <clears throat> he didn't get a nomination here. Um, Diego Luna for Andor, maybe not a huge surprise there. And then Harrison Ford. 1923 and Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. So they just totally ignore the whole, the whole franchise. Um, Andrew, I'll, I'll go to you next. What do you think about best actor in a drama? Yeah, I'm surprised that Patty Considine didn't get nominated. I thought, I agree. He was the, to me, the standout performance from that season. And he's obviously not going to be on the show anymore. So uh, that was the only time. And, and I also agree with you. Like, it seems like Brian Cox would be the person that, leave out he was only in, i mean he was obviously logan roy he was doing the same stuff but it was only three episodes this season um i i agree with kieran culkin being the favorite um just because he hasn't i don't think he's won yet for that show jeremy strong mm-hmm. has won like 
let's like I, I could see them wanting to spread the voters spreading the wealth around. But yeah, I, I agree with Kent. I, I I didn't vote in this category, so I would have voted for Bob Odenkirk. I thought his performance on the last season was incredible, um, and you know some of his scenes with like Rhea Seahorn, where like their relationship was falling apart, and then like him trying to like get her back to like all of that stuff was really great. And also, he's never won, and and that show has I never know. been recognized, and, and it just feels. You know, I mean, it's like you go back in time, and, and the one that's always so crazy to me is Steve Carell never won for The Office. And um, who's the other one? Hugh Laurie never won for House. And it's like, why? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it just seems like Bob Odenkirk should have won for uh, Better Call Saul. So, I mean, I, I would have voted for him. I'm actually looking this up now. Believe it or not, Bob Odenkirk has two Emmys on his mantle. Uh, 1989, one is a writer for Saturday Night Live. Okay. And then 1993, one is a writer for the Ben Stiller show. So, but he's never. But not for Mr. Show. Yes, he was was nominated for Mr. Show, Mr. Show, but he did not win. Um, And he's been nominated many times for Better Call Saul, Um, not just as an actor, but as a producer, too, every time. And he's never, never won that either. So, uh, I never won a Golden Globe, never what won anything your, for that show, really. One of your the biggest did win Worst Director well, for sure. the Raz, uh, oh, yeah, Raz Movie 43. Sorry. Yes, Adam? No, I was just going to say, Mr. Show, I don't know if you know, one of its most fervent fans was your, your former prospy and colleague, Jay Vernon Human, loves that show. Uh, oh, to no interesting. Yeah, yeah he's, he's <laughs> a big Bob Odenberg fan. Random, random stuff. Adam, what do you... What do you make of this award? You know, I'm going to be a little contrarian, and I'm going to put uh, my eggs behind Pedro Pascal because I see a, a logjam of succession candidates who could split votes, and, you know, maybe The Last of Us uh, is flying a little under the radar. I mean, when it was on, it was a, a pretty interesting fascination. It was a water cooler type of show. A lot of people were talking about it week to week. A lot of people also played the game who had waited a long time for that. And he was great in that. So I don't know. I, I think he could be the surprise winner. Interesting. Well, we'll see. I've never really bought into the vote splitting theory. In my opinion, if, if people are going to vote for someone from succession, then, then just all these guys will get lots of votes, but I, I don't know. Well, it, it never seems to work out. Um, but I, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Maybe, maybe that's how the guy from Squid Game won last time. Um, all right, let's go on and talk about best actress in a drama. Adam, I'll start with you again here. Uh, we've got Sharon Horgan for Bad Sisters, uh, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale. She's won this before. Uh, Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us, Carrie Russell for The Diplomat, and Sarah Snook for Succession. Um, Again, uh, well, interesting, Sarah Snook has not won this before, but she's listed as the, the early Gold Derby favorite. Um, what, do you, what do you think, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that there's this way for succession, you know, and I know I just picked Pedro Pascal a second ago, but there's a, there's a pretty significant momentum, I think, behind the show, and considering that it ended and ended with a lot of critical aplomb, 
So I don't, I don't doubt uh, her being the favorite, and she played a pretty significant role in that season as well. Um, I mean, she always did, but I think there were some particularly memorable moments um, that could carry her to this win. You know, one, one comment I was going to make, it's, it's not an extreme snub, but just something to think about. You know, I, I would have thought maybe you'd have some representation here uh, from Queen Charlotte being that it was a pretty popular show and, and, and very well received as a spinoff of, of Bridgerton with a lot of fans. And I think the lead actress was eligible for this, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what's her name? India Amartasio. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. But I think she would have been an interesting candidate, maybe a real outside-the-box choice. And then... Um, you know, some of these others, maybe Melanie Linsky is interesting. Bella Ramsey could be kind of like a Pedro Pascal uh, dark horse, but I'd, I'd probably favor Sarah Snook. Yeah, I'm looking at the snub list here. Amelda Staunton from The Crown is listed. And, you know, like The Crown, which really dominated and won a lot of awards its first four seasons with this cast, has been almost completely ignored by the, by the voters. Um then you've got uh, Emma D'Arcy from House of the Dragon, uh, Helen Mirren for 1923, and then Juliette Lewis for Yellow Jacket. Um, all right, I'll go to you next. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Best actress in a drama. I, I, I agree with the, with the Gold Derby favorite. I, I think it's got to be Sarah Snook. I mean, it, to me, it just feels like it'll be like bare in comedy wherever it wherever it's on the ballot and it'll probably be succession and drama wherever it's on the ballot. And there isn't really anybody who stands out as like the spoiler there, like maybe Bella Ramsey because that show uh, did so well in the ratings, but it's like, you know, Elizabeth Moss has won this a bunch of time. I don't think the second season of yellow jackets was as strong as the first. Um, Sharon Horgan's kind of a surprise nominee and like the diplomat just like, you know, it's a pretty run of the mill show. So I I just don't see anybody beating Sarah Snook really. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out Zendaya has won uh, this award two of the last three years. Uh, Olivia Coleman won it in 2021 for the crown um, over uh, Emma Corrin. Uh, All right. Kit, what do you think about best actress in a drama? Um, yeah, I agree. Sarah, it's Sarah Snooks. I mean, it's, that was, I, like I said, I, I literally, the end of that show and then I went every, it should win every possible Emmy that's out there. It's just so great. Although I did disagree with you, Andrew, on The Diplomat. I loved The Diplomat. And I think in any other year, that probably would have been a bigger, bigger splash. I thought, I thought Carrie was amazing on that. So, I mean, it's, if I had to have a very close second, it would be Carrie Russell for me. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to be succession, I think. All right, let's move on. Uh, supporting actor in a comedy. Uh, the nominees here: Anthony. K- well, actually, let's let's combine actor and actress in a comedy. Supporting actor and actor in, in one because we're running short on time. So we've got for supporting actor Anthony Kerrigan for Barry. Bill Dunster for Ted Lasso, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, uh, James Marsden for Jury Duty, playing himself, Eben Moss, Bachrock for The Bear, Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary, and Henry Linkler for Barry, who he's won before, 
Greg Goldstein has won this before too. And then uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy, Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's won before. Ayo Edabiri for The Bear. Janelle James for Abbott Elementary. Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary. She's won before. Uh, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso. Um, Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. And Jessica Williams for uh, Shrinking. Um, actually, I might have spoken too soon. And Cheryl Lee Ralph. I think she won the Golden – no, no, she did win the Emmy. Yes, she did win the Emmy over Anna Waddingham. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, Andrew, I'll start with you here. Uh, what do you make of these supporting categories, supporting comedy categories? I think that uh, – <laughs> I think that the actor one is loaded, and it's really hard for me to, to pick a favorite. Like, like I would say – I would default to picking people from the bear. So even Musk Bacharach would probably be my favorite, but I kind of think James Marsden is going to win. Um, and I think that'll be almost like the de facto way that they, that they award jury duty because he was so funny on that show. And like, he's like a big reason why it got made and everything like that. So I, I, I could see him definitely being, being a dark horse there. And then in, in terms of supporting actress, I mean, I'd love to see Io win for the bear. She's great. Um, I think Cheryl Lee Ralph could still be the favorite. You know, she won last time and Abbott elementary. I just desperate plea to any, any voters, please do not vote for Juno Temple or Hannah Waddingham. I mean, I know they already voted six months ago, but please, those were <laughs> I, every time they were on screen the last season, I like wanted to turn the TV off. It was so annoying. They were both so annoying in the last season. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I, – I, I mean, I, I just think actor is so loaded that, that it could be like any of these people, except for Bill Dunster as Jamie Tart, maybe. I don't know. He was he was actually maybe the best part of that season, but I don't know. I, I tend to shy away from Ted Lasso. Um, I'm looking at the snubs list. I have Harrison Ford for Shrinking. A lot of people are surprised he didn't get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tony Shalhoub for that Marvelous Mrs. Mizell. Nick Mohammed for Ted Lasso, although I don't know. I could see him getting in for season two, but not season three. Then I don't know why Bo and Yang is listed in the snub here. Um, and then uh, Sarah Goldberg for Barry and Lisa Ann Walker for Abbott Elementary. Um, Gold, Gold Derby has your favorite, uh, Io Edibiri actually has a slight favorite over Shirley Ralph. Uh, and then they have a kind of co-favorites for the actor category with Even Moss, Bach Rock, Barrett Goldstein, and James Marsden. So th- there you go. Um, so all that, Adam, what do you think of the supporting comedy acting awards? I agree with, with what Andrew said. I mean, I, I wasn't as put off, but I'll say this, by Hannah Waddingham and Juno Temple. I think I'm still. I didn't like season three as much, but I, I don't have the aversion quite that uh, Andrew has here. But of course, uh, respect his opinion in a small way. I agree with him. I think. Um, I mean, James Marsden winning would be absolutely hilarious, um, and it, it just feels like almost destined to happen now to me. And I, I really hope that like some of the cast would get to enjoy that with him because I feel like he'd be winning it really for all of them almost like an ensemble award and um, the lead guy, Ronald himself 
who, even though he wasn't acting, you know, really kind of made that show uh, what it was. So, you know, that would be pretty interesting. But I also think um, the bear sweeping this would make a lot of sense. I mean, I think, you know, Sydney and Richie winning would be, uh, there'd be a nice symmetry to that. And it, it makes sense. They're both were incredible playing off each other or even against each other, let's say at times. Um, and ensemble acting was a big part of that show. I would just say for supporting actor, just there's so much likability for Brett Goldstein. I wouldn't count him out uh, this year again, just because he just seems to be an awards darling and everybody likes him as gruff as he is on there. So he's the one Ted Lasso person I think maybe could, could win. Yeah. Well, you know, and kid, I'm curious to get your take. Brett Goldstein's won this two years in a row. I just feel like it kind of became shtick by the third season and kind of old hat and is kind of doing impressions of himself. But I don't know. I, to me, the the one character who was truly, like, fresh and unique and, and obviously showed growth in the second season but, but was still great in the first season was even Moss Bachrock, if I have that right. So I, I, I think he would be the favorite. And then uh, – you know, Cheryl Lee Ralph gave such a memorable speech last time at the Emmys that um, I wonder, I wonder if that gives her a little boost. But uh, Kit, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, um, I think the I think the bear has it uh, again. I think I think both of those performances by by uh, uh, Ao and and Yvonne, who's been around forever. You know, I mean, he's a character actor a ton of stuff right yeah. so uh, you know i just feel like you know he finally he got a role that he really can think of god you want to slap the crap out of him <laughs> like oh he's so annoying that's you know a good part of his performance um but uh yeah so i mean i i, I i'm kind of hoping he will win uh but i really don't have a, a horse in this race to be honest with you because like, like we talked about, I'm not a big I, Ted Lasso. I mean, yeah, Brad Goldstein is probably one of the better parts of that show always. It didn't matter, you know, what if the show is good or not. Um, and I got to see Jury Duty. I think I just, <laughs> that's, that's on my list next. Got to watch this show. So, I, you know, but I still think it's going to be the bear. By the way, I, I Ed Abiri was in my most underrated movie of the year, a movie that if, if I was an Oscar voter, I would nominate for Best Picture. And that, of course, is Bottoms. Um, I love that movie. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, right. oh Bottoms was great. I loved Bottom. Oh, I still have to watch yeah. that. It's been on my list. That, this might be the push I need. Thank you. Yeah. Although, that. actually, I would have nominated um, the other the other girl from that movie. Um, Rachel, what's her name? I'm blanking, but anyway. Rachel uh, Sanat. Let's move on. Rachel Sanat, thank you. Uh, all right, best... Uh, supporting actor in a drama, and we'll do best supporting actress in a drama. So best supporting actor in a drama, basically every nominee was in either The White Lotus or Succession. So you've got <laughs> F. Murray Abraham, uh, um, Nicholas Braun, who wouldn't love to see Cousin Greg win, win an, uh, an Emmy. Uh, Michael Imperioli gets back into the Emmy world after after a long absence from The Sopranos. Uh, for the White Lotus, Theo James for the White Lotus, Matthew McFadden, McFadden for Succession, Alan Ruck for Succession, Will Sharp for the White Lotus, and Alexander Skarsgård 
um, who I believe did win for Big Little Lies. Uh, he's nominated here for Succession. And then uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Drama, Jennifer Coolidge, um, who I believe won this as well. Um, in the limited category for The White Lotus, you've got Elizabeth Debicki, the only Crown actor nominated. She was she was great. Uh, Megan Fahey for The White Lotus, Sabrina M. Pacciatore for The White Lotus, Aubrey Plaza for The White Lotus, Rhea Seahorn for Better Call Saul, Jake Smith Cameron for Succession, and uh, Simona Tabasco for The White Lotus. So a lot of a lot of people here. Um, all right, who wants to start? Um, Andrew, you want to start? Help us make sense of this. Uh, obviously, it's uh, pretty difficult. Like, who do you want to choose between uh, these two favorite shows? I feel like it's got to be Matthew McFadden for actor 100%. because of the because of the arc for Tom in the last season. And, and spoiler, I mean, spoiler. Hopefully, everyone's seen Succession by now. Uh, the fact that he ends up on top, it almost feels like uh, destined that he should end up on top uh, with the Emmy as well. Um, yeah. He's the gold for actress. Yeah. Gosh, for actress. I would, obviously I would vote for Rhea Seahorn and uh, I'm hoping that maybe with all the, with all the white Lotus and succession stuff that, that she ends up uh, winning, but. I feel like if I had to pick a favorite from like the, I mean, it's all White Lotus, right? Plus Jay Smith Cameron, who I can't see her winning. Um, I think Aubrey Plaza was probably the one that everybody was talking about the most uh, from White Lotus. So I, I would probably make her the favorite. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely hope Rhea Seahorn wins. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, like I said, did win this for the White Lotus uh, last year in the so in the uh, limited supporting actress category. Um, by the way, my the snub just, here. I mean, she I just plays this. I just feel yeah, like she ahead. plays the very same role. She plays the very same person, and, and I'm, she really started to grade on me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm over the shtick of hers. Um, so that's why I loved Aubrey Plaza, and that's the best, too. She was my favorite um, in that season. But, uh, I'm with you, Andrew. I want Rhea to win. <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, it's funny. Gold Derby has Jennifer Coolidge as a favorite. I think it's just going to be Aubrey Plaza. I think she did get all the all the buzz from the show. Um, but a dark horse, I could just see them saying, we want, we want one of our industry veterans who's kind of toiled in obscurity for years. We're going to give it to J. Smith Cameron. I could just, just see that happening. <laughs> um, and she's the only succession actress. And then, um, yeah, Matthew McFadden, you have to think he's the favorite, like you said. Um, oh, I wouldn't count it out with Andrew Starsgard, though, who was, who was great. And I could also just some people see some people comically voting for Cousin Greg, Nicholas Braun. But, Adam, what do you think of these two awards? <laughs> well, I think, I think it's amazing, you know, to have so many uh, – such domination from two shows. Like, it's, it's – it's, remarkable actually um at least at least in the supporting actress there's a little bit of uh <laughs> a couple of their uh, variety outside of that but i mean in eight options for supporting actor and and it's four and four from two shows that <laughs> I, I mean as much as i love both of those shows and i really do 
I just find it hard to believe that there wasn't a single supporting actor performance in any other show uh, to rival, you know, these eight. So that's where I feel like the deck was stacked a little bit more on quality of the show versus acting. That being said, there's, there's nobody here who's not deserving. Like I can't, for, for taking actor, there isn't, whoever goes up to the stage to get this, going to be saying that's a travesty, you know, that that verse, maybe, maybe I wouldn't be as, as keen on, on Will Sharp just because I don't think he, his role had that much range uh, in White Lotus. I feel like he's probably the weakest of the four for me there, but I mean, pretty much anyone else for actor and for actress, you know, this might be Jennifer Coolidge's swan song <laughs> over here going up and, and getting that. And maybe there's a chance, like you said, for Rhea Seahorn maybe has a, a, an opportunity. So, but uh, great compliment to those shows. Maybe not the true, true, uh, most exceptional acting performances nominated because of that bias. Well, I, I could see Jennifer Coolidge, you know, having a revival with like American Pie, the, the grandmother years. Uh, anyway, um, by the way, Adam, you asked who who should be nominated. I just have my snubs list here: Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul, Matt Smith for House of the Dragon, John Lithgow for the for the Old Man. Um, should be noted, John Giancarlo Esposito not listed for The Mandalorian as Mandalorian season three, completely shut out um, for good reason. Um, and then for the not best uh, supporting actress nominees, uh, the snubs here, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Carol Burnett for Better Call Saul, Leslie Manville for The Crown. I, I don't know if there's anything there I deserve to get in. But, um, Kit, I kind of stopped you short. Any other comments on this one, or do you want to move on? Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of put in my two cents, definitely. Okay. All right, uh, lead actor and actress in a limited series uh, or anthology series or movie. All right, so we've got lead actor uh, Taryn Edgerton for Blackbird, uh, Kumail Nanjiani for Welcome to Chippendales, Evan Peters for uh, Dahmer, uh, Daniel Radcliffe for The Weird Al Yankovic Story, Michael Shannon for George and Tammy, and uh, Stephen Yuen, uh, UN for, for Beef, and then lead actress um, Lizzie Kaplan for Fleischman in Trouble, is in Trouble, not for Fatal Attraction, uh, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, Dominic Fishback for Swarm, uh, Catherine Hahn for Tiny Beautiful Things, Riley Keough for Daisy Jones and the Six, and then Ali Wong for Beef. Uh, Kit, why do I just think it's going to be the Beef actors? Definitely it's going to be the Beef actors. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, she stands out as the one that for me to, I didn't see a lot of these other ones. So, you know, there's that, uh, um, I do love Catherine Hahn, no matter what she does. So uh, that's another one on my list, that show, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, Allie just turned it, it was a tour de force performance. So I, I definitely pick her. Mm-hmm. You do have a past Oscar winner, Jessica Chastain here. Um, and actually, Evan Peters is, is listed as a Gold Derby favorite uh, for Dahmer. But, um, uh, Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, this is this is a good group. I, I do feel like Ali Wong is going to win. 
just because um, it was a pretty memorable role. Um, I think she's pretty likable and, and had a lot of range in that character. And the show was well-liked. And then I think, um, you know, I didn't watch the, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, so I can't speak for Evan Peters. I, I do think he's a – I really liked him in Mayor of East Town. I think he's a great actor, so I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he won here. But I think Stephen Yoon also – you know, is someone to keep an eye out. It could be a sweep for beef. Yeah. A, a beef, beef sandwich. Uh, some snubs <laughs> here, out here. Although I, uh, I forgot, to, I did Elizabeth. forget to, I did forget to talk about actor for a quick second. I did think Taryn Edgerton, Taryn Edgerton was great in Blackbird as well. Um, you uh-huh. know, I thought he, I thought he was really, really good in that, but yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Okay. I thought he should have been nominated for Rocket Man, but you know, there, there you go. Right. Um, all right. Uh, snubs here Elizabeth Olsen for Love and Death, Emily Blunt for The English, um, Rachel Weiss for Dead Ringers, Belle Powley for Small Light, Sydney Sweeney for Reality, and then uh, Steve Carell for The Patient. I don't know anyone who saw that, and Jesse Eisenberg for Fleischman is in Trouble. Um, all right, I'll go to Andrew to, to finish this up in, in this grouping. Sure. Um, I think Evan Peters makes sense. I mean, I, I agree. I want to say the Beef people. Uh, I thought Beef was, was really great, and, and they were both really great in it. But it does feel like Dahmer was such a massive show uh, that, that I could see that getting the award instead. And, and it could be that they feel like, oh, if we – you know, we've kind of awarded beef if we go to Ali Wong and then maybe we could go to Dahmer uh, for that one. But, yeah, I, I agree. I hope that, that both the, the beef actors win. Yeah. Um, Sidetrack for a second. Well, it'll be interesting to see who, who wins that. And then let's go to the last um, set of awards, and then I'll talk about a few other fun ones. Uh, uh, best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series and supporting actress limited series, we've got Murray Bartlett for Welcome to Chippendales, Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird, Richard Jenkins for Dahmer, um, Joseph Lee for Beef, Ray Liotta for Blackbird, uh, posthumously uh, nominated Ray, Ray Liotta, uh, Young Mazzino for Beef, Jesse Plemons for Love and Death, and then on the actress side, Annalie Ashford for Welcome to Chippendales, Maria Bello for Beef, uh, Claire Danes for Fleischman is in Trouble, Juliette Lewis for Welcome to Chippendales, so she doesn't get the Yellow Jackets nomination, but she does get the Welcome to Chippendales nomination, uh, Camilla Marone for Daisy Jones and the Six, Nisi Nash Betts for Dahmer, and uh, Merritt Weaver in Tiny Beautiful Things. Anyone want to chime in on, on any of these? No, um, I, <laughs> not particularly. I, uh, Other than that, I'm just a <laughs> I'm a big Paul Walter Hauser stand, if you will. Say, yeah. I, I love Paul Walter Hauser, <laughs> so I I will root for him to win any Emmy. But I, I, I gotta wonder I if, kind of if there would be up there for comic relief. Is that part of the goal? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I gotta wonder if Ray Liotta, if there's any sort of like. Um, you know, posthumous tribute thing that, that went into voting for him, if, if people might do that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I also love Claire Danes, and I'd love to see Fleischman in Trouble win something, because that was also a great show. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like the uh, the serial killers are, are, are in the uh, – <laughs> I 
are the ones that always seem to get the Emmys because you know Evan Peters and then and then Paul Walter Hauser because again I mean Black it's kind of a shame Blackbird didn't get nominated Blackbird didn't get nominated for a limited series because it really was pretty riveting um, and he was the main part of that I mean he was just scary as hell <laughs> those kinds of performances I always appreciate. All right, uh, real quick, we'll, we'll look at some of these others. Outstanding reality competition. Uh, Adam, your favorite show, The Amazing Race, nominated again. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, Survivor, Top Chef, The Voice. Anyone care about this? No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I care for Amazing Race. Because I, I, because I think Amazing Race deserves to re-enter uh, award-winning category. Considering the obstacles it's been up against in a post-COVID world, it's really amazing they've even been able to continue that show uh, the way they have. And the last couple of seasons have been really top-notch, actually, that were on there. It hadn't really lost anything to me. Of course, I'm a long-term, long-time fan. But the Amazing Race has won this 10 times of the 20 years it's, the categories even existed. So but it's, not it's one half the time. Not for a while. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race won four in a row. Um, and then last year, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls um, took home the award. So, But that's not nominated this year. So, um, FYI. Well, yeah, and then... He's um, in trouble with them. Here, here's a, an interesting uh, wrinkle. Outstanding talk series. Um, last Week Tonight with John Oliver, which had won this award... Um, most of the last few years, um, yeah, had won this seven years in a row. For some reason, last week tonight is is no longer considered an outstanding talk series. It's been moved into the outstanding scripted variety series category, where it's nominated with Saturday Night Live and a Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, and if SNL hmm. gets a win for this past season, uh, which was terrible, I thought <laughs> that would be a shame. <laughs> Um, <laughs> then the talk series nominees are uh, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, his last season, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and The Problem with Jon Stewart. So we're going to have a new winner here. I mean, Jon Stewart did dominate this when he ran The Daily Show, um, and obviously his show on Apple has been canceled. But any any quick thoughts on talk series? Why, why did John Oliver get moved? I don't know. I believe. I mean, that's their decision. They, you sub, you pick which category you submit your show in. So I think that that was okay. their decision to do that. Was that like a gag on the show, or I don't know? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, it, to be fair, it's not really a talk show because they don't have guests. I mean, they do sometimes, but that's not like the main focus of the show. It's not like. You know, it's not like late nights with Seth Meyers where that's half the show is around the guests. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know in these guys I mean, because it's also his last season for Trevor Noah. I don't know. I mean, it's just such a wasteland now. Like, like nobody watches these shows anymore. They're all just cut up on YouTube. That's where everybody experiences them now. True. Uh, it's true. It's, it's just, it's just hard to say like who's, who's really the best one. Okay. All right. Well, uh, any quick thoughts on Anthony Anderson as the host? Kind of dipping into the barrel a little bit there. <laughs> like, but 
I don't even think he has a show on. Fox, well, he is right. So that, that's kind of... doesn't he? Doesn't isn't the hit uh, singing guessing game show? We are fam- yeah the new show We Are Family on Fox, starring Anthony oh, Anderson just premiered. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, I take that back. It's like I don't know if you've oh, seen it, right, but I right. watched like a minute of it. It's basically the Masked Singer, except it's a celebrity's relative is singing. And you have to guess who their relative is. No, please. Stop <laughs> I don't even. I, I don't, look, Anthony Anderson, he seems to be available because he's on every commercial. He is like that new barbecue show on A&E. He's got that shit. Like, I imagine that that might have been part of the reason why they got him to host it because he appears to be available uh, pretty often. I mean, I guess it's better a better pick than Cedric the Entertainer, so I'll say that. Just a few years ago. Um, I mean, I think Cat Williams would agree with that. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. <laughs> All right, yeah, I've got a crying baby here, and we are out of time. So with that, we'll we'll end it. Uh, thanks so much to Kit Bowen, Andrew Payne, Adam Spunberg. We'll be back soon to talk about uh, Oscars and much, much more. Uh, But for now, uh, so long. Have a great evening, everyone. Good night. Thank you very much, Phil. Thanks, everyone.